Hello, dear friends. Thank you for gathering with me again as we study chapter 22, the final lesson of the Godly Woman Bible Study. Let's just review quickly. Remember, we began by building an imaginary bicycle and attaching spiritual truths to each part in chapters 1 through 14. The frame is the gospel of Jesus Christ and receiving Him as Savior and Lord. This provides the basic foundation upon which to build the rest of the parts of our bicycle. The back wheel has Christ as our center and Lord. The vertical spokes are prayer and the Word of God, which strengthens our relationship with our Heavenly Father. The horizontal spokes deal with people and our fellowship and witnessing. The rim reminds me to respond to Jesus in obedience on a daily level. The back wheel is connected to the chain of grace, which, when pedaled, provides power to move our bicycle forward. The front wheel, again, has Christ as our Lord, and this relationship with Him causes us to grow and mature to be more like Him in character. The basket holds possible challenges for us, but knowing biblical truth warns us from taking a wrong path concerning issues like money, priorities, time, and knowing how to find God's will. After we have ridden our bicycle with our Lord guiding and strengthening us, we can then take on a passenger who can also learn how to share their faith and help others in their walk with God by building their own bicycle. Next, we built an imaginary house in chapters 15 through 22, hewing out seven pillars as we establish our marriage and home. It is necessary to build on Christ as a foundation, His wisdom and knowledge. Each pillar has at the base the husband as the leader, and at the top the wife as a helper. The seven pillars are covenant marriage, roles, communication, home, intimacy, ministry, and parenting, which is the study we will look at today. In teaching about the seven pillars, I wanted to clarify the combining of two chapters, 17 and 19, into one pillar called home. Although there are eight lessons, there are only seven pillars. The bicycle and pillars are to help you with recall when you are trying to remember the lessons. Having these two visuals is helpful for me as a personal encouragement, and I hope will be for you too. But before we begin our last lesson, let's hear from Irma's heart to yours. Irma says, Greetings, dear ladies. God has placed in our hands the tremendous responsibility and the great privilege of molding and training our children in Christ-likeness. The only way we as parents can meet this challenge is to be totally committed to Christ and totally dependent on Him for success. May today be a blessing to you, ladies, as you consider the charge God has given us to be responsible for the training of our children. Love, Irma. 
Having finished building our bicycle and hewing out the seven pillars of our home that is solidly built upon Jesus Christ, we are going to talk today about raising children. In our home, proudly displayed, I have a poem. When life was busy raising our four children, I kept to remind me that the housekeeping is secondary to the children. I would like to read it to you. It is called, This is a Home Where Children Live by Judith Bond. You may not find things all in place, friend, when you enter here, but we're a home where children live. We hold them very dear. And you may find small fingerprints and smudges on the wall. When the kids are gone, we'll clean them up. Right now, we're playing ball. For there's one thing of which we're sure. These children are on loan. One day they're always underfoot. Next thing you know, they're gone. That's when we'll have a well-kept house. When they're off on their own. Right now, this is where children live. A loved and lived-in home. God says it so well through King Solomon in Psalm 127, verses 3 through 5. Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies in the gate. Ladies, if you have children, you are indeed blessed. Children can be born to parents, or they can be fostered or adopted. They can bring joy to you, even if you have no biological children. But enjoy your nieces and nephews, or even the children that are in your neighborhood or church. God says, children are a gift of the Lord. A gift is not earned, but is received. Children come as a fruit of the womb. They are also like arrows in the hand of a warrior. A skilled warrior makes the arrows he shoots reach their target. Parents, make sure your targets for your children are clear, biblical, and for their growth and benefit. The psalmist continues to say, How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. God designs how large a quiver each couple is to have. As children are a gift to us, we are to be a refuge, strong tower of protection, provider for their needs, teacher, encourager, instructor, counselor, comforter, and a godly example to them of the love and care of God in Jesus Christ. Have you told each of your children, ladies, what a gift they are to you? Let them know you love and receive them as a gift from God daily. We are also to teach God's word to our children. Deuteronomy 6 verse 2 says, So that you and your son and your grandson might fear the Lord your God, to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. 
Deuteronomy 6 verse 5 says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Deuteronomy 6 7 says, You shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. From God's word, it is clear we are to actively teach and talk about God's word at every opportunity all day. Our children need to see it actively applied in our lives. In reality, ladies, we need to model what we teach. God designed the children to be with you and your husband, to provide what they need from you as a parent at their moment of need. It could be answering a question, stopping a sibling argument, encouraging them when they feel sad or lonely. Take the opportunities daily, and especially at night, before bed to tuck them in and pray over them. A child will feel very loved and protected. Let's turn in your Bible to Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8, which says, Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. This is so important to take the time, moment, and opportunity to teach and instruct not only God's word, but moral habits such as kindness, thankfulness, respect, honor, social graces, appropriate behavior, and responses such as forgiveness. To help our children be prepared to live successfully in a hostile world toward believers. Ladies, this is an essential need for both parents and children. You may ask, What is the learning process? Children need to be taught, then taught again, which is repetition. Then they do it, which is experience. And then they teach it to someone else. That's repeating it through teaching. The more this cycle is repeated, the better they will learn and remember. Say you want to teach your child to tie his shoelaces. Well, firstly, teach him. Show him how to put his shoes on and then show him step by step how to tie those laces. Then repeat. Again, show him how to put his shoes on and then show him step by step how to tie his shoelaces. Then let him experience it. Allow him to put his shoes on and then guide him as he ties his laces. Then repeat through teaching. Let him teach you or someone else how to put your shoes on and tie your laces. These steps can be used in any learning situation throughout life. The understanding is that children and adults learn by repeating what they have been taught. They will not learn if under stress, shouting from an irritated parent or teacher. Learning occurs best in the soil of love and patience. The teaching process requires many reviews. Be patient. They will learn. Children will grow physically without our involvement. We just notice the rapid growth and marvel at it. 
However, God is very clear that parents need to guide and lovingly place limits and boundaries for our children's well-being physically and also to aid in their godly character. Godly discipline, instruction, and boundaries are necessary for our children. Listen to Proverbs 6, verses 20 through 23, which says, My son, observe the commandment of your father, and do not forsake the teaching of your mother. Bind them continually on your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you walk about, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk to you. For the commandment is a lamp, and the teaching is light, and reproofs for discipline are the way of life. Ladies, make sure what you say is wisdom from God's word, because verse 22 says, when you walk about, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk to you. This is absolutely wonderful and comforting for parents to know that our words through God's wisdom will guide, watch over, and talk to our children. Praise God. What does the New Testament say about children? Well, Ephesians 6 verse 1 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Verse 2 says, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise. Verse 3 says, So that it may be well with you, and that you may live long on the earth. Why is it important for a child to learn to obey their parents? Well, there's many reasons, but some main ones are to learn to obey God and His Word, to learn to submit to authority, to learn boundaries, to learn to live in His or her family, to learn how to love, honor, and respect people, to receive the blessings God promises from being obedient to his or her parents. This is extremely important, ladies, that children not only learn to obey you, but this prepares them to obey God. Praying for their early salvation should be a daily prayer for every parent. I love the question that Manoah asked the angel when he heard from his wife that she would bear a son, Samson. And Manoah said, Now, when your words come true, what shall be the boy's manner of life and his vocation? Ladies, this same question stirs my heart, and hopefully yours. To ask God the Father, who created our children, what shall be the, man the child's manner of life and the child's vocation? allows us to connect with God in raising our children. God is our source, and His Word is His complete instruction manual on raising the children He has given us. God has given them as a gift, but they belong to Him. They are loaned to us for a couple of decades. Ladies, Let's take this opportunity to hold a crown above their heads and encourage them to grow into it for God's glory. I can end our lesson best 
by quoting Professor Howard Hendricks regarding children. He says, Your children are God's assignment or commission, and He does not waste children on parents. He knows the very kind to send you. Do you think God gave you children because of what you could do for them? That's only one part. He gave them because of what they could do for you. You can meet your children's particular needs, and they can meet yours in a unique and special way. Ladies, your best legacy to your children is to receive and love them as a gift and reward from God the Father, to pray for them and teach them and live God's word before them. Let's end our lesson with a closing prayer. Dear Father, thank you for the children you've given us. Help us to receive them as your gift. Lord, guide us in providing for them, to prayerfully give them the love, protection, and nurturing that they need. Help us to be patient and understanding with them because they are children. Father, stir their hearts to know and receive you early in their lives. Above all, I ask, Father, for each lady who hears this message to commit her life to be a godly wife and mother. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies, may God richly use these 22 lessons to bring you closer to Him in your daily walk, to deepen your marriage, and to help you raise godly children for His glory. Until we meet again, ladies, bye for now.